That's what I'm using. I'm going to put it on a cassette. <laughs> and then and then I'm going to play it back into my really expensive microphone and my really expensive computer. Sounds very high tech. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Anyway, how are you doing? Welcome back again to episode two of uh, Spoonful of Sugar. And it's occurred to me that you are the sugar and I am, in fact, the medicine. And that's okay. No, you are you are the co-host, if not the host. I'm just here. I just have the I'm equipment. The co-host? Yes, you're the talent. I'm oh the other God. one. You know? Oh. I'm I'm the baby. Oh, shh, oh, shh, oh, shh. oh, they're coming for me. What do you what are you doing? Um, I'm sitting in a closet uh, with my friend. You? That's you. That's you. Okay, I have a question for you. There's going to be a lot of questions okay. today. Number 1. We've just come off a pretty decent heat wave, like not like Georgia hot, but Winnipeg hot, which oh. What was it, like 30? I don't know, man. Like 100 degrees, we'll say. I don't know what it is in, in American. You know what? Okay, I'm going to look it up in American for okay. all of your American friends, and we'll keep on talking. But you know what? It was just fucking hot. It felt what hot it down to. and muggy. But, okay, the question I'm, I'm going to pose to you is, do you find it more physically exhausting working outside in the winter or the summer? Oh, that, you know what? Because on one hand... Okay, it was 98.6, like that's what it quote-unquote feels like. I don't know if they have a humidex. I'm assuming that they have a humidex down south, but it feel it felt like 37 or 38 yesterday, which is like 100. You're right. That, that is toasty, toasty um, one, yeah. Okay, so winter, I find like, you know, that your your body is more exerted. Whereas this is just, it just takes, it drains you. Does that make sense? Yes. It does. In the winter, I find the terrain, like the trudging. And if you aren't, if you, if you don't live in a place where you, you know, have a winter, it's like walking through wet sand for, I don't know, 20 something kilometers (laughs) all day long, every day, five days a week for months and it just it, it can suck the life out of you and for whatever reason in the summer i'm not as hungry like eating can kind of make me feel nauseous sometimes but in the winter yes! oh my god in the winter i'm just like fucking eating everything i've got like three fucking granola bars i got a bunch of fruit sugar candy skittles fucking m&ms like anything like that i can right. shove in my fat face like just to motivate me and to like feed that part of my body that's like screaming for sugar not you whoa 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 Whoa. Okay, there. Sugar. Not you. <laughs> How many times have I heard that before? <laughs> like yesterday, I had my um, my usual addiction of um, chia seed pudding in the morning mm. uh, before I go out. Oh, the consistency of that. And you don't like vaginas. Consistency. If that's what vaginas consist of, like that's just fucking gross. <laughs> Maybe it's just mine. Like I love. <laughs> I love my chia seed 
off-putting, but if that's like... But is it not like super gloopy and like like something you could like slurp? Ah, uh, well, it depends on how slurpy you make it. Like I make it kind of thick, and I add in like I do chia seeds and then coconut milk, and then I let that. Oh, and I add coconut, and then I put it in the fridge, and then the next day I add like whatever fruit I want. So my addiction lately is strawberries. Put in some blueberries yesterday because I ran out of strawberries. Yeah. Oh. And that's what I had yesterday. I am burning something in my oven, I think. Hang on a sec. Shit. Oh, my. Yeah, everything's fine. Just black smoke will be. Just just one sec. One quick. Okay. (laughs) We're just going to keep on talking about what Sandra's burning in her oven. Um, I don't know what I'm going to guess what it is. Something Italian, maybe. Um, Croutons. I know that's not Italian. But um, she's always making something. Uh, let's see. Ragu. So apparently ragu, I'm going to just keep on talking because she's not here. <laughs> ragu has been taken off the shelves in Canada. They're no longer selling the brand of spaghetti sauce of ragu. Uh, okay, first of all, that is dog shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. Okay, so... Is this recording as you were upstairs? Yes, it is. Do you want to talk? Do you want to tell me what you oh, said? Okay. I was trying to figure out what you were burning in the oven. So, what were you burning in the oven? Well, um, nothing like too important. I've done. I've I've been preparing things today, and uh, you know when you make a pie and there's like that little bit of uh, pie skin left. So what I usually right. do is I like make like little twists out of them, and then sprinkle sugar, and then bake them, and then right before I made my coffee, when the kid, I was just waiting for the kids to <gasps> go far away. I put them in the oven. And I'm like, oh, they just need like three more minutes. And then I made my coffee and I was so happy that my kids were leaving that I ran downstairs here to talk to you. And then I, and then you said something and I remember being like kind of, no offense, but revolted by <laughs> by whatever you're making. And then I thought, oh, you know, be really good right now is like a fucking pie. And then I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, that was my, oh my God. that was my train of thought. Uh, apple. My mom's apples are kind of oh. coming into season. So, yeah, oh, I've never God, made a good I pie. Love- pie so much. I've only ever made bad pies. Like last weekend I made a blueberry pie and I would call it like a seven out of 10. I put so much cornstarch in the blueberry filling that it was like, like eating jello. And I just, I'm not into that mouthfeel. Um, but anyway, what were you saying while I was uh, running upstairs? Okay. So trying to figure out what you were burning. So I'm like, maybe something Italian. I never even thought about pie. And then I said croutons. I'm like, not that croutons are really Italian. So that was my guess. And then, um, and then I said ragu, and then I started explaining how ragu is no longer being sold in Canada. Okay, let me speak for every Italian everywhere, and thanks it to be to God. God. Yeah, that's bullshit. That stuff, like, if you ever read the back of an actual tomato sauce thing, all the tomatoes in there are garbage. They are, like, the stuff that they couldn't sell that are probably underripe. There's so much sugar, so much salt, so much dog shit in there that it's barely even a fucking tomato. Well, I never even liked it in the first place. Like, but I found it really strange that like they're not selling it in Canada. Period. Yeah. Do you ever even eat like jarred or canned tomato sauce anymore? I do. Or do you just eat your own? Well, like, have you ever tried Classico? 
I've tried, I've tried them all. And you know what? They're not bad for what they are. You want a concentrated fl tomato flavor and something that's like heavily herbed and all that shit to make your dog shit ground. Like we call it in my house, we call it white, <laughs> white girl spaghetti where like Sarah will just like fry up ground beef and whatever vegetable, like it's kind of like a clean out the fridge meal and she dumps like whatever classico or I can't think of the prego or whatever. Oh, and you know what prego means in Italian? Did you know this? No, no. What does it mean? It means you're welcome. And it's like, you're, you're welcome for this jar of shit. Thank you so much. I, I'm I honored no to eat your garbage. Oh, you're welcome. No problem. We took care of it. It's, it's taken care of. So she'll dump that all in. And I'll eat it because I don't want her wasting my beautiful made with rage tomato puree on that fucking meal. Like, I don't. I like that. I like my tomato sauce just like really light and like with a very little seasoning. It's the one thing that I like just pure. So when I hear that jar open, I'm just like, ah. Oh, in, and that's so funny because, like, really, that's not how, I mean, not that you're Canadian, but that's not how, like, you know, generational Canadians eat it. Like, you're only a first-generation Canadian. Yes. How do you eat so, it? So, I mean, I'm sorry? How do you eat it? I usually make it like the, the white girl. I mean, like, you know, you'll make it with hamburger and yada, yada, yada. Um, but I haven't had, like tomato like I haven't had tomato spaghetti in a long time I've had oh you know what actually I made meatballs is meatball are meatballs an Italian thing or is that the that's a no we we know. make yeah we we make them too it's it's like from where my my mom's from southern Italy like the tip of the boot so they are like notoriously kind of peasant people and generally speaking poor so things like that real treats like when my mom grew up like eggs were a currency her grandma would hide her eggs with her underwear <laughs> And then one of one of my aunts would go up to the egg, poke a hole in it, and suck it out raw. What? Yeah, like e eggs were a big fucking deal. And then my mom said she came to Canada, and it's like, no, she says, no wonder everyone was so fat. Like when she got here, she was like fucking real thin. Like they had no food, you had to walk everywhere. Like everything was was a, was difficult. And then she said she came here, and there was just all this abundance of food, like all different kinds. You know, like not necessarily what we have now. Of course, you couldn't get a watermelon in fucking January. But if you wanted something, it was at the store, and you just had to go there and buy it for a reasonable price. So she said, "All everyone just got super fat." <laughs> That's crazy. That must have been like such a culture shock. How old was she when she moved here? I think she was. I think maybe she was eighteen. She got married at nineteen, which would be considered old. Oh. Like one of her sisters got married. Kind of a bit of a shady story, you know. Uh, kind of a shotgun wedding there, but she got, her sister got married at like fifteen or sixteen. Because oh she God. was pregnant, yeah. That's a, that's a big no-no, as it turns out. So she wow. had to get married. And they stayed together. Like, her husband just died, I think, three years ago? Your aunt. My aunt's husband, yeah. So my uncle died when he, three really? years ago. Yeah, so they were together. Fuck, I don't even know how many years. that He was 86, I think. He maybe would have been oh 20 God. at the Yeah. And then my mom's telling me these stories. I'm like, because I'm asking her now about uh, her childhood and stuff. And she said, like, she was... I think she was 13 or 14 and a guy was 20 or 21 kind of like making his intentions be known to her. And she's like, he was a full grown man. I'm like, dude, that is fucking gross. Like a 13 or 14 year old child and you're a 20, 21 year old dude. Like, okay. So here's a question for you. And I think like, you know, it could even go for now. Now, how, how do you sort of, walk the line in between allowing, I, I don't want to say allowing in a, in a terrible way, but when uh, uh, 
when people come to Canada to live here or America and allowing their their culture and their traditions, but it may go against our laws. Like, like what do you mean? How like do a- you... Well, I mean, with marrying, you know, or going after a 13 or 14-year-old. Obviously, that's illegal, and I'm assuming that it's illegal in most states. Party har har. <laughs> but, like, do you, know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you... How do you navigate that? How do you navigate allowing people to still practice their their culture and their traditions, but also abiding by our laws? I I think the laws have to come first. And like, I guess they could get backwoods stuff done. I I don't know. Can a can a parent can parents sign off on a like maybe like what's the age of consent? I guess it would depend. I am not behind that. I just I don't think that that is a good cultural idea, whether it's traditional or not. It's just you're how how like how can you just. Yeah, and like, look at my mom's generation. It's so sad. They made those decisions mostly for for what I can gather. From what I can gather, is to get out of their parents' homes. They made those lifelong committed decisions. 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. Think back to who you dated at nineteen. Oh, my like when God. I think back to that, I'm like, for I am. Sake. We are so lucky to not have to have made those choices. And they're like, my mom's Catholic so much so that she's. <laughs> Anyway, I I just I want to let you know that my mom may or may not, but she is a Trump supporter in her own way. But she's really pissed at the Catholic priest for all of the child abuse that they've done to everyone. But my point was that she's there. My mom's whole family is Catholic. So you marry, you married like that's it. Right. I I mean, and I'm I actually grew up Catholic, too. And I mean, like that, you know. Irish Catholic, I mean, but there's, I have so much, like, well, my, my, on my mom's side, he's Ukrainian, so there was Ukrainian Catholic, I mean, Catholics fucking through and through, which is just disturbing in itself, that's Catholics, but it's fucked. I just, I just find it really interesting that how, how you find a balance between tradition and, you know, Western culture, I guess you could say. I, I don't I don't know how you rectify that. I, I just don't think you should marry children. I don't believe in female circumcision. I like things like that. No. What a terrible thing to do to somebody. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I I just think that they if people want to come here and they should have the right to come here, but we are like Canada is a melting pot. We're not like as kind of American uh, like you No, actually Canada is a mosaic. United States is a melting oh, pot. Oh, okay. Well, explain the difference, please. Milady. Okay, so melt, a melting pot is like just think about pieces of chocolate. You know, you have your milk chocolate, your dark chocolate, your white chocolate, and if you throw it all in a pot, it all becomes the same thing. Okay. Whereas Canada is a mosaic, and if you think of like a mosaic as being like almost like tiled pieces, um, we can make a pattern, but we're all different. Oh, I, that makes sense. I like that. That was the best analogy. I, I didn't know what you were going to come up with, but that was excellent. Perfect. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Really? Oh, I, I kind of like, like the chocolate analogy, though. That was perfect because it, it you spoke to my you spoke my love language, which is anything to eat, okay. and uh, you explained it perfectly. Okay, so in Canada, would you say that it's more of like a like you is who you is, but you're also Canadian? Like you keep your initial. You know what? I think that we're probably even though we have like sort of the different like I I. I learned that a long time ago in terms of like the mosaic as opposed to the melting pot. Like that was in, I think, elementary school uh, social studies or whatever. 
Wow, you got a good um, education. I think, yeah, really, yeah, Ackwood, Manitoba. (laughs) (laughs) Great education. I think that, um, I I, I don't know, I think that we're very similar. I think that, you know, in in Canada and in the States, you have all the people, or a lot of the people who are like, well, if you're coming to this country, you better, you know, you're Canadian, da-da-da. Well, yeah, but no. You know, you should still be able to, to practice certain things. But again, there's that line. You shouldn't be able to, you know, behead people if that's part of your culture. Well, and there's been people who have done, like, those shame killings. Like, I, I don't want to name which ethnicity, but there was... It wasn't it in Toronto where they killed their daughter because she was, quote-unquote, being rebellious, like being more Canadian, wanting to go out on her own? And again, we are talking, like, you know, in, in places like Toronto and Vancouver, there is definitely more of an expanse of... Uh, different cultures. I'm not saying that Manitoba is, you know, we're not homogenous. We're, you know, difficult too, but it's it's not to the extent of when you have Toronto. That's like, you know, 10 times the size of that we are. So very interesting though. I always like hearing about, you know, like your, your mom and your first generation Canadian. That's shocking to me. Why? <laughs> well, because we're like relatively close to the same age and yet I have Oh, several generations. It's just, it, it's, it's amazing to me. Like, it's interesting. I'm not saying that you're any worse. You're worse than me, Sandra. I try to, like, whenever Malcolm is acting like, you know, like an entitled uh, whiny little brat. And you know what? We've all been there. Every eight-year-old has felt that way. But I looked at him one day and I'm just like, you know, when my dad was your age, and this is a literal story, Okay. He had a flock of sheep and goats to take care of, okay? And I said, imagine... just because it's like the, I walked five kilometers to school. But he did. He had to get up at 5, 5.30 every day because back then, people didn't have children as much as they had fucking farmhands. So you, he got up at 5, 5.30 every day. He had to go walk all the way down to the farm, make sure that they had, like, grazed, had water... Uh, I don't know if they if he milked them. I, I, I don't remember that part of the story. But he was responsible for them. So he'd go do that, pasture them, go come home, change clothes, go to school, go to school all day, maybe have one meal, come back home, change into the farm clothes again, go to the sheep and the goats again, and then, like, come back and finish his homework in the dark. And I just said, like, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? And he just looks at me and he's like, well, why did they have goats? <laughs> And it's just, that's, that's what you took away from this conversation. Okay. Like, okay, nothing to see here. I probably would have been like, I want (laughs) goats. See? I want to have (laughs) goats. That's the whole thing, though. It's uh, like, you you know, it's sort of like a romanticized thing, too. Like, farming, I think, is very romanticized. Like, a lot of people think, oh, I would love to have animals, and they can free range, and da, da, da. Hell no. It is a fuck of a lot of work. Oh, yeah. You're looking like a 12, 14, 16 hour day every day. No breaks. Those animals, they need tending to all the time. Well, and it's, it's, yeah. And I mean, some people have to like work outside of that too. Like, how do you, how do you do that? I I mean, that's definitely a family thing. That would be like a single person thing. I wonder if there's any single farmers. (laughs) I think there's actually a, a farmer dating site. Hey, get in on that. Farmers.com or something. Well, let's start. I can't. I can't anymore, Sandra. Why? I'm taken. I'm taken. 
I'm taken. I don't have to like go on any fucking dating sites anymore. Okay, how much of that do you want to talk about on a scale of one to talk about it? On a three. On a three. I'm okay. Somebody. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you okay? Do you want to talk about any wonderful redeeming qualities of said? I'm assuming a guy, since you're really into dicks, is that still the case? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't uh, definitely don't want to go into it because I don't know listeners and you know who knows who and who knows what and yeah, yada yada. But he's wonderful. Okay. You know. I okay, but I I have to I can't say anything. I have to say I really enjoy this young man as well. I don't oh, want to say much more. Like, I don't like a lot of people. I truly, truly dislike, I'm going to say 95% of people. But this young fellow that you have uh, aligned yourself with is a very nice young man. And uh, I'm actually happy for you. Well, Where I'm are you? In a fucking wind tunnel? I'm actually walking outside and it started to fucking rain. <laughs> I, it was very pleasant when I started walking. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Things my body is starting to rebel, though. In what way? Uh, my shoulders. Uh, especially, like, the, the one shoulder. I can't... I haven't been to physio or anything, but it's just not, like... I mean, I went for a massage. I went, I've went. i been going to Cairo, and nothing is... Yes, I just pee. <laughs> nothing is... Uh, <laughs> nothing is fixing. I'll let you think on that a little bit, because we're kind of in the moment still right now. Uh, okay, what the hell were we... T oh, your shoulders. So do, are you going to... Uh, you said you were going to physio in Cairo? Well, I went to Cairo, went to, uh, like, for a massage. Um, Cairo, just like every Cairo, just seems to like I have my neck and ribs out. So he's going to keep on cracking me and taking my money. The massage thinks I have, like, a peck out. Not a peck out, but he thinks that I have, like, a strained pectoral muscle. Do you think there's any correlation between your new relationship and the, I'm assuming, HJs, that could be hurting your shoulder. It's my left. That's really funny because somebody else mentioned that too. And it's my left hand and I'm definitely more of a right hand giver. So you're telling me that I'm not capable of independent thought that someone has already crushed this terrain. <laughs> Sorry, I, Sandra. Okay. I, 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 know a lot of, I know a lot of perverts. All right. You're not the only one, Sandra. Sorry. Yet again in my life, <laughs> it's been demonstrated <laughs> how unoriginal I truly, truly am. Okay, thank you. Thank you oh, so no, much. I'm going to write that down. Uh, not special. Okay, I'm just going to underline that. Okay, got it. <laughs> I, want, I want to make a t-shirt that says that. Not, not special. You know, we could do that. We could do that. You know what we should do is we should actually, on a date, when, like, you know how we made the tie-dye shirts? <laughs> We should like buy a bunch of lettering and just make a bunch of t-shirts for ourselves one day. I want one that says schmoopy. Like, oh my god, I still have you a schmoopy in my phone. That hasn't changed since I had a phone. Who was I? And you've been in my phone. Okay, we have to explain. There might be millennials listening that don't understand Seinfeld. On an episode of Seinfeld, Jerry dates this girl and they're super obnoxious together and they baby talk and they call each other schmoopy. And I was, I can't remember how that even started. Was I trying to give myself the I, nickname T-Bone and then I just got called Schmoopy? Do you remember? Or did I, was I trying to call you Schmoopy? I think it just started being that we were like, I was, I can't even remember. I think it was just like we were being stupid and I started, we either started calling each other Schmoopy or something like that. 
or I don't, I can't even remember. But I just know, yeah, it was like the Seinfeld episode. Which, okay, this is funny about the whole millennials and Seinfeld thing. A couple of friends of mine and I, we went out to um, a bar, this is uh, pre-COVID, went out to a bar to do like a Seinfeld trivia night. We're like, oh, we're going to fucking kick ass. <laughs> oh, and then we walk in and we see a bunch of millennials and we're like, oh my God, we're so kicking ass. Holy shit, humble pie eaters. They kicked our ass so bad. Are they re-watching it? It might be on something, like Crave maybe, or uh, it's got to be on something. Oh, yeah, it's somewhere. And I think, like, you know, they're not only re-watching it, but fucking studying it. Like, and- there are questions in there where we had no idea. No idea. Why do they do anything better? I, I wonder if it's because, like, maybe we're not used to sort of, well, Obviously, we're used to binging, but, like, they're brought up on binging. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of people didn't have or don't have cable, so it's like, okay, let's binge watch fucking Seinfeld. Yeah, whereas we're used and to then, reruns. And we might only see the re- the same, like, 25 reruns, whereas they can, like, start from the beginning, work all the way through, and then pick out their favorites. Right. And, I mean, there's still some, like, people will say, we'll make... Seinfeld references all the time and the, the one friend was at the trivia and she didn't even like we did not do well at all Damn it. and uh, and like she's still making Seinfeld references and I'm like I have no idea what that is and it's embarrassing I feel like you know like this is something I should know yeah we're Gen X carry that fucking torch you know but we're losing millennials just seem to do everything bigger and better than us except own homes they'll never ever they will oh, not own homes. My like, you know, get a job. Okay, listen to this. Their parents' house. Well, but look, okay, my my niece is a Gen Z. Okay, she uh, got a job at Manitoba Hydro, which pays pretty well. Okay, it's like one of those. It's Manitoba Hydro. I feel is parallel or lateral to our job, except they get to sit in a nice warm building. Which, no offense, I mean, not all of them. There's always people that check the meter and write down the number and all that stuff. And uh, she saved money for an entire year. She just bought her first car outright with cash. Oh, yeah. Awesome. She and her mom is the biggest fucking spaz with money. Like my sister is a fucking moron. She's just like she's the kind of person who'll go to a store and it's like, oh my god, cantaloupes are on sale for thirty nine cents a pound, and it's like, so she'll buy twenty cantaloupes and then she'll just leave them at my mom's house to rot. And I'm just like, I look at her, I'm like, it's not a sale. It's definitely not a good sale if you buy 20 fucking cantaloupes and have absolutely no plan to do anything with them and then just watch them rot for two weeks. Like, that is not a good deal. So I think she has looked at her mother's behavior (laughs) and just said, opposite, Bill. I am doing the opposite of that because that is fucking bullshit. And look at her. So it's like, great. I mean, I wish I could have bought my first car fucking cash at like 19 years old. Is that, is that how old she is? Nineteen? Yeah, she's almost she's almost twenty now. Holy shit! I guess I see the way that some of my family spends money. But there was a point where I was like, and and here's another discussion that I want to bring up about like pandemic and COVID spending. But I don't know. It got to a point with me where I was like, Do I really need this? Do I really want this? And I know it sounds simple, but you know, do I really need this decorative pillow? No. The answer to decorative pillows is always no. Never. Ever. 
You need two. When when Sarah and I first moved in together, she had, I don't know, she had like fucking three garbage bags full of pillows, and I wish I was exaggerating. And then at one point, it's like, there's nowhere to fucking sit. Like, why? So, did she live on her own? Well, yeah, she, you lived out, uh, out east for a while, too, didn't she? Well, when we, when we, oh, this is such a, this is why that Portrait of a Lady on Fire movie just guts me. Same with Call Me By Your Name. They just gut me. Because when her and I first met, this is such an awkward fucking thing. Uh, okay, so when her and I first met, we worked together. My ex-girlfriend, who I smashed her heart into 10,000 fucking pieces, which is a long story. I'm a real piece of shit in this story. You're going to love it. And then I'm dating... Okay, so my ex has pined for me... At, at that point, this is what, 2006? She had been pining for me for like a year and a half. She's dating someone else who she's now married to and very happy. They have two kids. It's wonderful. But back then, she was pining for me. And then I don't know what happened, but... There was a girl I was uh, dating that Sarah and I both worked together. So there's three of us at the same workplace. And that girl and I had been dating for about a year and a half. And at some point, I can't remember how it happened. I think Sarah was, like, really moody one day. And I'm like, do you want to, like, get a beer or something? Like, are you okay? And then we ended up going for a beer. I still don't remember because I was pretty drunk, like, how that all hooked up. But it did. And I feel like I feel like she was more aggressive than I was because I'm pretty sure that no one would ever find me attractive because I know myself and I have a mirror. But she was she oh, was there. Christ. So the three of us were together. Now, the whole point of me telling you this is she has an internship now in Ottawa. So she is leaving. I think maybe two months from when we started dating. So there's like a time limit. So then, yeah, she, you know what? Let me let me sum this up for you real quick. OK, you said she lived out east for a while didn't she the right answer would yeah. have been yes <laughs> so how long did she live out east for after so you guys dated for a few months yeah and then she moved out east yeah and then i i drove with her the first trip to ottawa i drove with her and she stayed she did the internship unpaid which is really brutal to do to a young person uh oh she stayed God, there no for a year and she was the only one in her um, little group of, I don't know, 15 or whatever, that actually got offered a job at the uh, Ottawa, whatever, I can't remember what's called, the Ottawa Hospital. She's the only one of the group that got offered a job, so she took that job and she stayed there because there was nothing in Manitoba. And there's always, you know, that kind of, when you do a long-distance relationship, we always called it day 19, where it's like you're kind of just fed up with not seeing each other, and, like, it gets to be very difficult, and there's inevitably a really massive fight. But I think through... The long distance, we kind of built this solid foundation just based on not physical intimacy, I guess, like on an emotional, like right. what it's hard because the first like two years, it's very usually intensely physical, very sexual, very lusty. And then it's like you kind of realize slowly sometimes, you know, on relation in relationships that end that, hey, I don't fucking like this person outside of the bedroom but with her and I it's like we only had the outside the bedroom for I'd say the majority of the time of those two years and eventually she came back she got a job at a Morris old folks home and then slowly got into the hospitals in Winnipeg and there you go but if you would have said to me like if you had a friend who's going to date someone who's going to move away and get all you're going to get all heartbroken and shitty I would say to myself like don't date this girl because she's leaving and that's going to suck but I ignored my own brain telling me to protect myself and I was just like but I love her so we're just gonna make the it's Aww. like right so lame anyway so the answer is yeah. yes <laughs> like fuck that's uh that's pretty intense though like to, to be 
like in a long distance relationship so right off the bat. And actually, I think the person, no, I know the person that I'm dating was in the same situation. Care to elaborate? Well, I mean, it was, it was long distance. Uh, they'd been dating and then, um, you know, there was a move and he moved here. And uh, lucky me, they're no longer together. <laughs> well, you know what? You wait and you wait and you wait. I, you know what? I don't know if I could do long distance. I, you know what? Even even sometimes, like it's it's difficult when there's even like long periods of time between seeing each other, just because there's there's kids and and you know bad differing work schedules. Oh, and just you know like, and I'm so independent that it it just kind of becomes you know normal to be alone again. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to sort of keep that that going. I don't know how else to explain it. I understand. How do you guys work that out? Like, do you like that it's kind of not every day I all the do. time? I do. But I also have to check myself sometimes because sometimes it is hard for me to get out of that, too. It, it's like with anybody. Um, you know, any one of my friends or something, sometimes they'll be like, oh, hey, Aaron, you want to do something? It's like, well, no, not really. <laughs> Um, but you know what, that's the thing though, with, with us, we can just, you know, hang out and be happy and that's kind of cool too. And that's also cool. Like I've never been friends with somebody before I actually dated them either. It was usually more or less the opposite where it's, you know, started dating and then became friends. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever been friends with a person first. Well, that's okay. Well, that's interesting. Do you guys, how do you work out the kid thing? Does, does he have rules to him and his wife? Like, are they amicable? Are they like, no, there's, um, they're amicable. It's actually more me. Like I, I have hard and fast rules about kids. I don't want to meet them for a long time. Yeah. I don't think it's healthy. I'm scared, <laughs> but, but I'm scared. But from a child's perspective and from a parenting perspective, which I'm not, I just don't want to fuck them up. And I think that introducing them too fast will fuck them up. I, I, I personally, I think the longer the better. So I'm in no rush. He's in no rush. And I think that that's the way it should be, quite honestly. They don't, you know what, they're, they're still getting used to the fact that their parents are no longer together, you know? To add in that more, that more emotional trauma and stress is just, no. That's not right. You're pretty fucking awesome. I got to tell you, like, I, I'm very impressed with you. And I don't, I don't say that lately because I hate people, but that's a very <laughs> mature attitude. And I, I remember you dated some guy a long time ago and he like, uh, this made me so mad. He kind of surprised you. Like, I'm trying to think of the right word. Yeah. I felt sabotaged basically. Like his, his kids who I didn't know, like lived in the area, all of a sudden they showed up. And it was like, uh, uh, it was the most awkward position I've ever been put in. And I felt like it was just so unfair. Yeah, like, fuck so that unfair. guy. That is so shitty to do to somebody just like, oh, hey, my kids are here. It's like, oh, great. I am not ready for this. Like, you didn't agree to it. You didn't, no one consulted you. Brutal. No, and like, how, okay. And the other question is, is that how many times have these kids been exposed to that? Yeah. Like, how many times have these kids walks into their dad's place and, oh, there's a new girl. You know, I, like, I don't know 
what his history was. Yeah, that was, oh my God, that still makes me mad. How do you figure that that's okay? And what does that say about that that guy as a human being? That is so shitty and thoughtless and mean. And he had the like, quote unquote, upper hand in the situation and played it. It's like, gross, dude, don't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You know what? And that's, that's the thing is I don't know if he actually did it maliciously. I just don't think he thought about it. See, I would always um, be thinking about all of that stuff, like as consent, like you need to, you need to have consent for all, for everything there. That just, to me, uh, from an outsider's perspective, not knowing this guy, he didn't ask you for any, anything. He just kind of imposed his will on you. And I fucking hate that. Like ask, you that's something that you is, ask. That is a good point. Yeah. It was, oh my God. It was just so, like the kids ended up being, you know, nice and cool and everything, but and, you know, when I was hanging out with him, like, what do you do? Like, you sort of have to make, the, like, the best of the situation. I mean, I guess I could have left, right? But how... I don't know. I mean, all I got to say is that dating fucking sucks. Um, and, like, you know, and I think that you have to be especially tender and gentle-handed when it comes to kids. And I've always been like that because, I mean, I, I've seen, like, way too many kids who have been exposed to, like, you know, things that they shouldn't be in terms of, like, adult situations, like dating and shit. I think it's also different, like, for, like, women with children. Um, like, there's statistics out there, and, yes, it is from fucking Dr. Phil. I get the, that I'm quoting Dr. Phil, but there are statistics out there about bringing men into the house and sexual abuse and because men have friends. It's not just, like, the male you're Yeah, that's a massive adjustment and to throw some, no offense, but some woman into the situation just to muddy the waters is just, it's brutal and kind of cruel. So I'm glad that you see that and you empathize with the children and see things from their perspective. Asshole. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like, and, you know, I, I'm, you know, nothing is ever perfect when it comes, you know, to divorce and breakups and everything. Um, but, you know, you, you, can, you control what you can, right? Like on frivolous things, on groceries, I for sure, I spent more when I was at home because I was uh, cooking and baking and doing dumb shit. But as far as like frivolous, like dumb shit, I don't think at all. I, maybe Sarah has spent a lot more on clothes, but for me personally, no, not really. What about you? Okay. Uh, you know what? No. I, I mean, it was that, I think it was a combination of, you know, what we do for work and not wanting to like add to the, the, the parcel load, <laughs> you know, because, you know, online spending. Uh, online shopping has become a very large thing. But yeah, I, I didn't do, but I know a lot. I, I kind of wonder like what people's spending habits sort of became because we see to our job like what people spend their money on basically. Dildos. And a lot of the time it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about like, you know, the dildo toss. Remember when you were sitting in the truck and I threw the dildo and it was a package. Dildo through the through the passenger window and you caught it in the driver's seat. 
it was it's less I caught it and it was more like I summoned it with my hand. It was like you threw it up and at the last second. (laughs) See, let's say it again. Do not. I repeat, do not ever buy any kind of dick and balls from wish.com because it comes in a glorified garbage bag. So it's very obvious. So awkward. Have you ever had to deliver one to somebody? Okay, there was a man that I delivered constantly to, and they were like, like constantly dildos to him. Actually, I think that might have been one of his that we talked constantly. Like, it was like every couple of days. And yeah, when you, and you know, for sake of telling people too, when you do order things that are from Wish, overseas, usually from China, they also have a description. <laughs> what they're saying and when it says, like, you know, uh, silicone anal pleasure plug, oh. you know, we know what, we know what we're delivering. <laughs> that's why I never order, that's why I never order, like, any, like, I, I don't want to order any sex toys online. Because, I mean, I work across from the guy who delivers mine. Oh, God. Here's a tip. What, you know how when, on Seinfeld... Newman says, once you control the mail, you control information. So here's a quick a quick story. <laughs> this guy across from me, he's delivering something that came from the States, and there's a, a description under the customs thing. It has to kind of have a little description. Semen detection kit. So there, right there, tells you that marriage is over. Like, one way or another, that marriage is over. Sure enough, he delivers it. A few weeks later, there comes the change of address form in. They are both at separate residence now. residences now. Yeah. Because once you like, Shut you know, I, I am I am not kidding. I wish to God I would have taken a picture just of the customs thing, like semen detection kit. It's like if you're on the internet and you've clicked purchase on a semen detection kit, that that relationship is over. Don't even spend the money because if that's something that you feel like you need to purchase, then it's just call it quits. All right, just hand in your keys right. and get the fuck out. Don't waste the money. Yeah. Just, just leave. Just leave. That's crazy though. That's Probably yellowed with like sweat. What? Oh, oh sorry. Stuff. I mean, that's just fucking gross, man. And like, okay, so that's number one, but number two, like, why? <laughs> and lots of knee pads, and lots of knee pads. I'm gonna. I, I my brain just went to like orgy, like like an orgy. I I can't I can't quite figure out like you know what the vintage jockstrap has to do with any of that, but like you know the the knee pads. I just kept on thinking, well, you know, maybe this guy is like giving a lot of head on the side. How? Okay, let's just. Like, not for you personally, but how long can a human being stay on their knees without knee pads? Like, 10 minutes? I guess it depends on the, I guess it depends on the flooring, right? Okay, so he's doing hours to need that many knee pads and then swapping them in and out. I feel like that's a really, like, that might be his full-time job. I don't know. Or maybe he's um, supplying uh, an underprivileged volleyball team. Oh, I like that. That is a bright, cheery vision instead of... A weird old man wearing a used jock strap on his knees constantly. Oh. I I prefer your well, your image. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of questionable things going through the mail. 
I mean, you know, fuck the fentanyl and, and all the opiates. It's all like, you know, kind of like the questionable sex toys and etc. Anybody who uses toys. No, please whatsoever. feel free, but buy it from Canada. Because, like, I don't know why you would ever buy, quote unquote, educational materials from anywhere else because like what the fuck is in that thing that is going to go into your body and it's from god knows where with god knows what in it like sorry i don't even let my kids play with dollar store shit i'm not gonna buy myself a fucking extra large butt plug from china i'm just not doing it look we've done we've done the lord's work here today i think so jesus would be proud <laughs> everything goes dirty i don't know why i always go here with you it's like my own fault talking to me I literally enter a room and like 30 seconds later I'm doing and saying something totally inappropriate and that I think 30 seconds is probably even you know giving myself time life is short be a pervert yeah entertain your fucking self like sometimes I'll say shit to like whoever's checking my groceries at the, at the store and I'm just like I don't give a fuck that one was for me okay like I don't care what you think <laughs> or if it amused you or not okay. it's for me I've done, like, said some really stupid things to people and then realized, oh, my God, like, they're not on sort of the same wavelength that I am, or they may or they may not be, but I'm not sort of giving them a choice, <laughs> you know, like, um, or when somebody sneezes and saying, you're so good looking, and then you just get, like, this blank stare. It's unfortunate. It's okay. It's for you. That is for you. I don't care how many people I get giving me the lizard blink where they blink so slow, it's like each eye is blinking separately. <laughs> Like, okay, yeah, you, you just stay there right around fucking human oatmeal, and I'll just be over here just entertaining my fucking self. I don't care. <laughs> That's right. Who cares? It's all for us. Live for the now, man. You know, live for yourself. Could you imagine? Yeah, live for the now, man. Like, I just imagine they go home, and they just, like, just stare at walls. Just practice the blinking stare. Like, the, the, the fuck, like no one is home in there. No one's home whatsoever. I, I think that's what I'm going to do this afternoon, though. A lot of blank stares. <laughs> Are you just going to... I have absolutely no motivation to do anything. Are you going to nap? Tell you're going to, And then you can tell me about your nap later? Sure. Is, is I'll it, nap. Oh. Just for you, Sandra, I'll nap. If I have to, oh, I'll nap. Fine, I'll nap. Yeah. Yeah, I'll nap. Yes, yeah, in a cool room. What are we... you going to do? Well, I've got to bake the actual pie, and then I was going to bake a bake blueberry muffins for the kids, and then I have to make another two loaves of sourdough for tomorrow morning so I can give them away. And then oh my god! I I've I have been up since five thirty this morning for no fucking reason at all. My body's just like, hey, get the fuck up! And I was like, well, I guess I'm getting the fuck up. And then I think, oh great, because like you know, I revel in not having my kids around. I love my kids. Just calm the fuck down. I just, I really enjoy when they're not around though. So I go downstairs and Malcolm's on the couch. I'm like, dude, it is five 30 in the morning. Like, why are you awake? Well, I got up. It's not my fault. I got up. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just lay there. It's like, well, yeah, but I let him stay. So I couldn't watch anything. I couldn't do anything. I just, I was like, okay, I guess I'm making fucking sourdough again. So I made a couple loaves. I gave them away. And then I've got a feet. Like, I just, I fucking, I don't know what, where I thought I would be. Like, I'm happy I've landed here. But at the same time, it's like, who the fuck even am I anymore? Like, what is this? It cracks me up because of like the whole. Crazy, you're, you're you mean? Crazy? For, 
I, I'm, I'm trying, like, you know, all of your canning, you're, you're preparing for the end of the world. All of your canning, all of your bread making. Yeah, I, I'm still convinced. You're like the Martha Stewart of end of the world preppers. Can I tell you a little story? It's going to be really boring. You're going to love it. There, I belong okay. to a canning group on Facebook, and these women, I'm going to say, are some of them are fucking nuts, okay? So when this whole... Do, okay, I'm going to stop you right there, because I think you must be, you're probably on the same one as my mom is. I'm not even kidding you. Really? Because she's been talking about these women in the States who have been canning, um, like, everything. Yes. Because, like, meat? Yep. Milk? Yes. Oh, my God, we are on the same group. Is it oh canning rebels or something like that? Is it it's something like canning rebels or something? Because they can shit you're not supposed to can because I'm not even kidding. That's what I think it's called because the FDA says, like, don't can these things. It may kill you. And these women are like, fuck it. I don't give a flying fuck about botulism or my family. I'm canning it. And then everyone's just super supportive. I can explain it. Uh, you you need you need a basically a bomb like a pressure canner is basically like a, a pot that gets pressurized and then it's got you've got to cook it at a very specific temperature like to make sure it's at the proper pressure and proper heat and then you can can any kind of meat and I've done it but these women have never it's like they've, they this is like their fucking Oscars like they've made it they are finally relevant and they're. So they were so happy. It's the only sect of people I've seen that were like, COVID, the end of the world, finally, <laughs> finally, this has all been for something. And now you cannot find canning lids or canning jars in the States whatsoever. These women have bought everything and it's like my all gone. My mom told me the same thing. Oh my God. Can I have your mom's number? I want to do a show with her. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh. I mean, is there, is there, like, is there in a way that you feel, like, somewhat pulled towards that? Or are you just canning because, you know, you like doing it? I just like doing it. I'm not, I'm not an end-of-the-world prepper. Like, there was a point there where I'm like, okay, we're going to fucking run out of toilet paper if these assholes don't slow down. So, like, I'm not ready. If something were to hit the fan, like, sure, we'd eat pickles for, like, fucking three years. I made another <laughs> batch of shitty pickles. I'm so pissed. Like, it's such a stupid thing. But sometimes when you do something, like when you make, like, I don't know, 50 pounds of fucking pickles and they turn out mushy and it's like you spent, I don't know, $140 on it. You spent all fucking day and they're just shit. So I'm going to give you the best analogy for life. Hold on to your hat. Last year, I did the exact same fucking thing and made a batch of shitty pickles because they were old. And I got my pickles home this year and it said August 3rd and I was making them on August 7th. And I'm like, oh, please, God, I just I can't fucking handle another batch of soggy pickles. Soaked them in ice water, did everything I always did, jarred them up, boiled them. And then I look at the end of the day and I'm like, oh, they're all fucking wrinkly and shitty. So here's what you do. Life gives you sad, wrinkly, flaccid pickles. You cut that shit up. And you make yourself million dollar relish. Okay? That is a fucking <laughs> metaphor for life. So you take that with you. Have you not, like, how much relish have you made? Like, you, you make a bit relish. I even still have some of your relish. And you're always trying to pawn it off on me, too. I want you to have how my flaccid pickle fucking relish, okay? I, I give away a good amount of my stuff that I make. Like, at least, at least a third of it. Oh, I know you do. Because you've given me, like, a shit ton. And you don't use it. You buy fucking ragu. I do not buy ragu. I do not buy ragu. But I, I don't, like, I don't eat 
I'm I'm hooked on like pesto and pasta. Okay, so I, can I don't eat like a lot of tomato sauce, but I actually used your tomato sauce on. Um, I think I made chicken parmesan. Oh. Once. Okay. With it, and it was very good. Okay. So there. Yeah. I've used it. I love your salsa. Okay, well, we can get you salsa. That we can do. That that okay. I still have, because it's, it's the end of the year. They're only good for about a year, so I have more. And I'm going to be helping you out with something this year? Yeah, do you want to? It, it involves a lot of chopping. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I love chopping. But are you Every good at it? Thought, so. I think I'm pretty good at it. I'm, I'm, oh, no, I think I'm a good chopper. Okay. But okay. I'm not, you know, one of those, like, people who can't, like, dice a tomato or dice an onion. Okay, you're in. Either yeah. way... Either way, you're in because I don't really have a lot of help. Like last year, my sister and my niece wanted to make a double batch. So I ended up basically helping them, chopping all their shit. They made their batch, left, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, I've got to do this all again tomorrow for myself now. Fuck. So you will actually be useful. That is ridiculous. Like, honestly, like, you don't just make your own and walk out. But at that point, I just wanted them to leave anyway. So I was ready for them to get the fuck out. canning and uh plans on canning and um your prepping it's the... we'll try to figure out something interesting to talk about next time do you think we can like what if this is the best as, this is the best we've got <laughs> what if this is as good as it gets <laughs> thank you <laughs> how, do you, how do you how do you write so good for a woman i take a mask <laughs> and i take away reason and accountability <laughs> oh my god that movie is so full of such good lines <laughs> I feel very reasonable. Very reasonable? I, I think I can, you know what, I think women just be crazy. I think that all women are crazy bitches. I really do. Like, good on you that you like them and everything, but I think that we're all crazy bitches. I don't know how 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 anyone puts up with us, to be honest. I, I feel like I would rather deal with a person, a woman, who understands feelings and it was allowed to experience a wide range of feelings throughout their lives. Like, I, I love how Malcolm has not been touched by toxic masculinity in his life yet. It gives me such joy, and I really hope that he gets to hold on to that as long as possible. Because I told him one day, I'm like, you know, there are people that think that men should not be allowed to cry. And he was just floored by that. He's like, why? Why wouldn't we be allowed to cry? I mean, Aww. we have feelings. Like, that's just crazy. And I'm like, yeah. Because what happens when you pigeonhole men and say you can not you can only have these two emotions, which is like what? Uh, rage and rage? Like, what, what emotions are men allowed to feel outside of anger? Well, I would, I would assume happiness because, ah. you know, you can be happy. But, you know, I mean, really, like, yeah. Happy and rage. Okay. <laughs> Let's say those are the two. Then they don't know what to do with all the rest of it. So that kind of gets internalized and like can be crushed down into a little ball. And then one day they fucking lose their shit because you left crumbs in the butter and you're like, well, what the fuck happened here? But like, to me that, like, to me, I wouldn't want to deal with that. Like I'd rather someone come to me and say, I am upset with the following things and we're going to discuss them. And then we're going to find a solution. Okay. Then have like no talk and then an extreme blow up about whatever. Okay, but then you have situations, and I, I mean, maybe I should not pigeonhole women in all the same category, but I honestly think that a lot of women react this way. Um, something had upset me with um, the person I'm dating, 
So I looked at him and I said, fuck you, I'm going out for a smoke. And I went out for a smoke and then I realized as I was out for a smoke going, you know what, I really overreacted there. So, you know, finished my smoke, came back upstairs and said, you know what, I really overreacted. I'm going to apologize for that. I'd like to talk about this. But my overreaction was the very first thing that I did. Yeah, that's human nature. The the important thing, like what I found, what Sarah and I do really well is the reset. What you did. You just kind of take a breather, walk away, reset, start over and, you know, continue the conversation. And I think that's a really good instinct. Like it takes a lot to kind of sit back and reflect on what your own behavior is, where it's coming from and why, and then move forward from that. So you should totally fucking applaud yourself for even being capable of doing that. Oh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. It was, I just don't know how to argue or, or fight anymore sort of thing. So, like, that's where my first instinct is, like, to do basically the, the foot-stomping, right? Yeah. And and I think it's, I don't know, either time has been good to me in terms of knowing myself better or else I'm just old and tired. <laughs> Look, like, it's been, a, it's been a while since you've been in a long-term kind of relationship, and their work, they're not easy. It takes time. You're two different human beings with different needs and different emotions, and you're kind of trying to meld them together in a way, like, still keep your autonomy, but also be together as a couple. It's going to be work. It's a growing period. I it's don't, a, and that's the thing is, I really don't know. Well, and I mean, I guess it goes both ways, because, like, you know, how long this person has been married and you know had to deal with you know one person and you know their emotions and and needs and then all of a sudden you have this new person who has new emotions and and different needs you know i, I think it's i think both ways it's, it's difficult being single is easy i would imagine you just have to take care of your own self you like clean your house and it fucking stays clean you like all the light switches are off i'm assuming I fucking hate that. I If you want to see me go zero to fucking super Karen, watch me walk around the house. It's like the, during the whole pandemic, it's like my kids have no idea. And Sarah too. It drives me fucking like I had a mystery stain on one light switch. I don't know what the fuck it was. I, I really hope to God it was chocolate. It was in the laundry room. So I feel like that's a safe assumption. And I wiped the, the thing off and she's like, oh, like what? What light switch had a stain on it? I'm like, the one in the laundry room? Like, the one you never fucking turn on? Or turn off? So why would you know? Sorry, that was really passive-aggressive. But I am just... I am my dad, man. I'm walking around. I'm fucking turning these light switches off and mumbling. We're not fucking millionaires. The fucking kids. Like, you leave a room, you turn the fucking light off. Right. And, like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, um... Like, and I don't... I'm, I'm not a fan of air conditioning. Um, <gasps> like, not an actual air conditioner. Like, I don't have mine on right now. But it's actually really not bad out. Um, but a lot of people do have theirs on. Meanwhile, there would be a pretty big argument with the difference in, okay, air conditioning on, windows open, air conditioning off, you know, blah, blah, or, yeah. I don't know. I just, um, that'll, that'll, that'll be one thing that I'll, like, that'll be a hill that I die on, though. I like fresh air over air conditioning. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to vote with your gentleman caller over you i like to be cool especially after working outside i do not want to be anywhere at any time 
hot and sweaty for any fucking reason, fresh air or no. Okay, that I will go with because yesterday, um, see, like that's the thing that I like about my air conditioning, and I don't have central air; I just have a portable air conditioner. But as opposed to the window ones, I can take the portable air conditioner off the window and open up the windows. Yesterday, I actually had it running even with me not at home because I have old cats. And I don't want to come home to them being overheated and dead. <laughs> and plus, it, plus, it is nice to like walk into the apartment too, and be like, "Oh, okay, I can breathe." Yeah, it's cool in here. It's that's uh, that's a real treat. It is like on I, I woke up in the middle of the night, and as soon as it's like you know, twenty five, twenty seven degrees, I'm opening the windows up. I can't handle that, man. I'm menopausal or something right now. I wake up in a sweat, drenched in sweat. Like, I'm going to say six nights a week. Just soaking in sweat. I cannot fucking wait till you, like, get perimenopause. I I don't know if you, yeah, you're not. Well, I guess you could be, technically. I'm I'm almost 41, and I, I can see, like, I found a really wicked gray hair, thank God, growing out of my head. Because, I mean, like, fuck, there's been time. I had a gray hair grow out of my cheek once. It was super long. Just random, weird, crimped hair growing out of my cheek. And that was years ago now. But I look in the mirror, and it's like this one really thick, coarse, wiry, white hair just growing up. Like, fuck. I, I am not ready. Well, fuck, you know what? You know what? Fuck you. My, my whole head of hair is almost like, okay, other than, like, the dyed parts and it's growing out, it's gray. It's fucking great. And oh. I think I might be growing it out, but I don't know. Like, right now, I, I feel like, you know, empowered, gray-haired woman. But, you know, tomorrow might be a different story. And I might reach for that box. When did that start? Oh, geez. Uh, probably before 40. I think my both of my parents went gray around that time, too. Like, my dad was, like, fully, fully, like, silver fox gray hair, um, like, when he died. He had a very nice head of hair when he was on his... Don't say anything else. That's it. We're stopping right there. You're not going to ever top that. That was amazing. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this fucker up. <laughs> Jesus. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, Sandra. Okay, bye. Take care. Thank you.